A good bit of people, you know, know about my little autobiography, how at like 17, I journeyed to Kansas for college, pretty much in the middle of nowhere, and pretty much around nobody that looked like myself, but a lot, they had a lot of imported people, you know, that looked like me, but the point still remained, nobody in the town was black, and shit was mad different, and you know, with that, I do a lot of thinking, and this brings me to my next point, boy, do I wonder how my life would have been different if I would have went to a different school, bruh? Like, if I wouldn't have did the wrestling thing and went that route, 10 times out of 10, I would have been to HBCU. And I often wonder how my life would have been fucking probably way different. I probably, if I would have went to HBCU, I probably would have been knocking on all the bad AKAs. I probably would have maybe joined a frat potentially. I probably would have been connected and locked in with some guys of my elk that kind of do the same thing. But man, I just really often wonder how like my life would have been way different if I would have went to a different school, bruh. I said, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo Nice. And um, look, this is on the heels of an epic, another epic homecoming weekend. And uh, first, let me let me discuss with what Rumble was saying. Say, bruh, look, it's a little bit more to life than just getting AKAs. AKAs is good. I'm, I, and you know what? I think that's kind of a... Um, what I would say, it's probably just kind of a short-sighted type of thing because he didn't go to HBCU. He said 10 times out of 10, he would have. And I think if the little homie would have ended up at an HBCU, he would have realized you could have had them all, little bro. <laughs> it didn't have to just stop at an AKA. You could have had a Deltas. You could have had them Zetas. You could have had some SG Rose and some GDIs. It all would have. It all would have happened that that way. You know what I'm saying? But I think I know why he's saying that because all his aunts and cousins is is Deltas. So I mean, I guess Rumble looks at Deltas as like you know sisterly, and he looks at AKAs as kind of the rivals and maybe the thing to go after. You know, honestly, man, hey. Do you think, but you would you would have did well. And you definitely, definitely would have pledged the fraternity. Cause if you went to HBCU, like I know you, yeah, I would have I would have been pressing him to um to be part of Blue Fire. But you know what it is. First off, man, this is homecoming. Homecoming episode, man. Shout out to Rumble. This podcast is brought to you by Rumble and the Uncle for coming to homecoming, for taking that slab with me. Shout out. And um, coming out there and ex- enjoying some time at Xavier. Um, also, my boy Jay Harry for making the trip with us. First of all, homecoming was lit as always. You know, we literally went from a school with like no discernible homecoming experience to a real turned up situation. When we was in school, like homecoming wasn't even really a thing that we looked forward to. I remember us looking forward to like Spring Fest. We had a little Spring Fest concert. I remember Young Buck came one year and that was like the highlight of, yeah. I know, Young Buck. That was the highlight of like our high college experience as far as things on the yard. But homecoming really wasn't lit like that. But homecoming is it goes down now. So if you went to XU LA and you not coming to the mothership in November of every year, you 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 sleep. 
<laughs> Somebody probably didn't told you you sleep. So you need to start kind of making your way down there, man. We having fun, man. Talking about this is a homecoming episode, man. Shout out, man. Shout out. Last year, um, we did a homecoming podcast. And it was cool, man. So like I said, shout out to everybody who was on it. Most of the people who were on that podcast were at homecoming this year, but I just I couldn't get in contact with everybody, man. Just Devon, Duff, Dr. Lee, Dick Irv, B. Will, Sinem and Shonda. I, like, we, we hit y'all up about the podcast, but everybody was having their own um situation. So we wasn't really like I wasn't pressing people to pull up on the podcast. But in retrospect, like if I listened to it last year, we told you guys. Kind of sounded like a crowded room, you know. Um so it was a lot of stuff going on. I wanted it to be a little bit more structured this time, and it was hard. Um, I tried to get everybody back on, but you know, people was partying hard. They was having a good time. So this year, instead, we're gonna we did a podcast where I interviewed the homies from the from the Black Coffee Company. Man, look, the guys are doing their thing, and you're gonna hear about the interview. We're gonna get to that interview in a second. The Black Coffee Company guys used to be part of what we referred to as, and what people called us, it was the Backpack Click. In college and um those guys you know they stuck together they still they still run pretty tight and i think that that's dope and they have um a black coffee company you're gonna hear a lot about their business you're gonna hear a lot about small businesses i ask a lot of pertinent questions you guys are going to want to support them after you hear them and we talk a little bit about our college experience and you know some some nuances of of, of grown-up relationships after college man you're gonna hear part of that story i think we need to do another one where we discuss college friendships and and can you sustain those into adulthood? So I think I'm going to have them back on for that because I think we left a lot of meat on the bone. I think we left some things there unsaid that I think we, um this podcast, after we listen to it, after you listen to it, you're going to have questions. I have questions. They're going to have questions. Some more things to hash out. Um, but, you know, either way, man, shout out to the broskies. Shout out to the broskies who couldn't make it to homecoming this year. You know what I'm saying? Dre Height, Big Q. Like my 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 ace coon booms from the backpack click in college and everything, but they both came to best friend weekend. So if you if you choosing best friend weekend or the or homecoming, I'm happy y'all y'all rocked out with your boy in Atlanta. Uh, you know, shout out to Dominique Young. You know, he, he gonna be on the podcast real soon. Awesome creative mind and video movie producer. Um, you can look him up at at Loyal Bros Films. Like they're doing some real cool stuff. They got an online series about to drop. We still waiting on it. it's called Raw Dog King. I don't know. I mean, it maybe is what the name implies. I'm thinking it's gonna be entertaining, so I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for a series called um, called Raw Dog King. Oh uh, yeah, and I mean, shout out to Jasper. I guess he's still a broski too. But back to homecoming. They got multiple ways to do homecoming. I mean, if that makes sense. So I just thought it was interesting, man. I saw people who made it a whole frat or sorority weekend. Man, that's dope. I think I think that's pretty cool. And if you feel like that's what's up, that's what's up. I actually had to talk to some people um like from my frat because they was like, hey man, did you have a falling out with with the guys in PPS? No, man, I'm signal, man. I'm blue and white. That's what I do. No disrespect to the shield. But my friend circle was kind of really robust in school. So it was like I didn't want to just necessarily be with the frat the whole time. You know, I still had other cats to run with, my partners from here, my partners from there, and you know, I I put in my, my time hanging with the Fred, but I think it's pretty cool to be able to get get up with people that you don't often have an opportunity to see and, and do different things. I mean, some people did the, the the events circuit, you know? Some people did, they bought packages. I think they, they sell packages to go to homecoming. I mean, I don't know. Does that make me not an adult? Because I don't even think twice about buying the package. But I mean, you know, shout out to them, man. And, and shout out to everybody 
who um, won top 40, under 40, they do that at our school. They give out an award for top 40 people under the age of 40 or around the age of 40. I don't know if you got to be under it or not. Um, but shout out, like, one of our sorors, Sylvia. Shout out, Sylvia. This podcast is brought to you by Sylvia. She she got the the um she got that that accolade this year man and i thought that was pretty cool um but i just thought i i, I might need to have to get a, a publicist because <laughs> adult accolades i don't even know how this this works but it's one thing that that i did learn as an educator the first thing they teach you when you're a teacher the first couple of weeks in the classroom is that education is a thankless profession you have to be the one giving the praise and you seldom receive the praise so a large percentage of, of people, of the workforce, are teachers. And it's crazy that these people go to work every day and they deal with these kids and they work really hard and they never get those that praise reaped upon them. So it's something that I've kind of like I've internalized that, that, you know, you don't have to get that because I'm a teacher and you know what you kind of do. But just in general, I think it's an interesting idea of um, just kind of accolades as an adult. If anybody wants to be my publicist, shout out. I'm here for it. You know, I mean, I think I saw another group of people who just was doing homecoming like for the parties. Like they was just at every party. Like I said, I think I did a mix of all three. I did some of the picnic stuff on the yard. I did some of the structured events being the places I needed to do. I did some frat stuff. I did some partying. I think you got to be well-rounded and, and do a little bit of everything for homecoming. But once again, man, I'm just recovering. And that's why we, we just putting out the podcast that we did, man. Shout out. One more people that I definitely want to shout out, man. This podcast is brought to you by everyone who posted pics of me, but didn't tag me. Because you know what? Think about it. I, I think you're the real MVP. Because you don't you, you don't really know me like that. You saw me at homecoming. Some people really kept up with me. Like the people who know me, they posted, they 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 tagged me. They was like, boy, Aldo, Aldoja, he him. Turning up with Al, but a lot of people didn't. And I was okay with that because I'm like, you don't know me like that, really. You know, my boss might be like following me on these social media, and then you got me in a picture holding a, something I shouldn't have in my hand, drinking something, you know, drinking and driving. I don't know what I was doing. I probably wasn't drinking and driving. But, you know, just out there doing doing the most. And if you ain't going, if don't post me, don't, 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 don't tag me. Because that's you don't know me like that. But <laughs> shout out. But um, I did also see another post that I thought was hilarious. One of my homegirls from the NO, her name John, she posted, friends that take forever to send pics and videos they have of you are terrorists. Now, that's kind of the flip side of that, which I think is hilarious. You can post a picture of me. Don't tag me. But send me that picture. And then let me decide if I want to post it or not. Definitely. So if you saw me at homecoming and you got a fly picture of me, even in the background on the side, whatever it is, man, send that thing to me and whatever. And you know what I think is extra weird now that I'm thinking about it? Facebook been hitting me up all week like, you might be in this picture. Do you want to tag yourself? I think Facebook getting beside itself. I wonder if it's because I got an iPhone XS and now that my face is recognized in my own personal phone... Zuckerberg then put that thing in the algorithm some kind of way, shape, or form to where, oh no, anything that looks like my face could. But I mean, that Facebook been doing that for a while. I think that it it recognizes people and say, hey, that might be you, and they've been spot on pretty much. They got a couple of pictures floating that's like, oh, that might be me, and I'm just like, yeah, I, no, you know what? I didn't actually put my own tag on any of them. You know, if if people did it, they did it. But you know, that, that that makes a lot of sense, man. But yeah, like I said, if you're holding pictures of me, you you you're a terrorist, man. You're ISIS. Better yet, 
you them outright neo-Nazi, make America great again, nationalist, domestic terrorist type terrorist that uh that's popping in the United States right now. But you get the gist, man. Let me stop talking. I could talk all day, man. Without further ado, man. Some people went to Gremlin. Some people went to XULA. So cue that music for nothing nice to say. You know, they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice to say, but I'll go nice. Whoa, on the Best Friend Weekend Podcast, we have joining us right now, live and direct from, um, I don't know, from different places. We got the fellas from the Black Coffee Company, and this is an interview I've been wanting to get. I'm happy we're getting it this homecoming weekend, man. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves in and across the board. Yo, whoa, I'm a big fan <laughs> of the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your boy, Leonard Lightfoot, a.k.a. Young Matic, Mathematic... <laughs> Oh, shit. I didn't do my rapper intro today, um, so I'm just going to go ahead and give y'all the, the professional. My name is Jamin Butler. I am a partner of the Black Coffee Company. Very blessed and happy to be here this uh, lovely day. It's Cracky. This is Chris uh, Bolden out of Atlanta, Georgia, the Truth 73. Just glad, here to be with, glad to be here with my brethren, and we're just going to chop it up. What up? This is Gino from Los Angeles. <clears throat> Xbox Live, Dark Side Four Four Six. Nobody heard. Nobody heard it. They laughed through it. Say it oh, again. Yeah. Dark Side Four Four Six Six. Okay. Xbox Live. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. First question. There's a fifth person. Um. Brandon Cole. He's not here. Is he okay with this interview? Because he's the CEO, right? He's the boss, right? I don't know, man. No. <laughs> hey, no. Now, don't get offended. No, no, no. no. It's like the Walking Dead. We all Negans. So okay, man. y'all. Yeah. Everybody, I am Negan. I got you. Yeah, so shout out. Um, shout out, man. This part of the podcast brought to you by my little frat brother, Brandon Cole. Shout out. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man. So the first question I got, and I mean, it's a real simple question. People, tell me a little bit about your business. The first thing I thought was, I saw a black coffee company. Does that mean y'all only drink your coffee black? Because I like my shit with cream in it sometimes. Creamer. Does that mean it has to be black? I'm curious. What are we doing right now? Well, personally, it's a Jamin. Um, you know, I prefer my coffee black. Uh, it's uh, like my women. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was gonna say like my soul. Okay. Because if you think uh, you know, it, it gets, gets deep. So if we're ready to go there. We go there. You have to start with the origins of the coffee bean. You know, women in Africa, specifically in Ethiopia and the Highlands, first chew the the coffee bean. For productivity, it gave them energy when they were doing their work in the fields and bringing home sustenance for the family. Um, now it was first brewed in uh, Europe as a beverage, um, but I always trace it back to Africa, where it was uh, where it's grown and originated. So it's being black like my soul. So I keep it one hundred. Okay. Um. So you talked about Africa. Y'all got a whole bunch of different blends, and I see they got like different countries and, and different origins of the different blends that you guys are doing. I saw one like an Ethiopian Euro giraffe. I don't know what that is. Does it have something to do with giraffes? Is it, what, what is that all about? Explain um, some of these different blends you guys got going. So, like you said, we have an Ethiopian. How do you say that? How do you say that? Is it Euro giraffe? Euro chapter. Oh, 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 oh the linguist, the linguist. Okay, it's <laughs> Swahili for Kuchichagulia and Yujima and Yumosha. Okay, I got you. I'm with it. I'm with the show. Oh, shame. Oh, shame. Well, we have you know three varieties on the website: the Ethiopian, the Honduran, and the Peru. Um, so, and don't forget about our latest debut. Oh yeah. That's so y'all only have two. So out of the three, two of them aren't from Africa. Yes, South yes. America. I mean, so you had Peru and yeah, and Honduras. And Honduras. Yes. So I mean, 
So I mean, I thought this was—I thought this was black. I thought black, black. This kind of like, listen, it's kind of like this indigenous middle. I mean, you know, Central American black. I guess is what we call it. We talking dark skin or we talking black people? Every variation of a coffee blend that you've ever had—be it Nicaraguan, Honduran, Peruvian, Colombian—all of those plant species that they first harvested that coffee originated in Africa. The seeds were taken from Ethiopia and planted all across the world so mm. they can take on new climate, new dirt, you know, the soil, the nutrients. You get that's how you got the different blends. But the coffee originates in Africa. So every drink, every cup, every sip you take is black like yourself. See, I thought it was like Don Don whatever his name is. Don Julio what Don Keith Don Quixote or somebody, right? That's what I thought coffee was all about. I don't know. I'm, am I making shit up? I mean you know what I mean? Like, I'm from Louisiana, so community coffee is like the only coffee that I know of. That's the only stuff in Folgers, maybe sometime here or there on the third. So I didn't know it was a whole bunch of different variation in in different cultural coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's just a me thing. I drink coffee if I need a little boost at work, but I'm not a big coffee co- um, drinker. So that's not what actually brought me to your brand. You know, like, obviously, I know you guys, and we can talk a little bit about that. Well, I, I want to hear a little bit about your backstory, but just specifically, I'm not like... Man, I, li- I like the fact that they're selling coffee. Let me get some of this coffee. It's more like I like the fact that this brand seems like it's more than just coffee. So, you know, would anyone of y'all mind explaining to us and the people out there, like, exactly what the brand is all about and what, what's all of the, the tenets of it? So this starts back to 2015 when we went up there for Laurent's graduation down in Detroit. Laurent. Um, Laurent Life for my brother. Okay, shout out. Brother. Um, <clears throat> so... We started as an investment club. We wanted to pool our money together. We did that a couple of years, learned about the investment. Um, you know, through the years, you know, our friendship grew and, you know, we decided to start a business. Um, the, the possibilities are endless in terms of what you could start, right? Um, and then one day we just had an aha moment. We was all in the group chat and or video chat and we all was drinking coffee. We thought, oh, shit. Why not? Let's explore this coffee thing. Mm. I just got into drinking coffee because, you know, I had a different job, a little bit more stressful. Um, so I started using that to kind of keep getting me through the day. You know, I got the kids and all that stuff. So, right? I was like, oh, this is, this is like, a, like a hell of a drug type thing. Because I, I never really drank caffeine. I don't drink soda and all that stuff. So I didn't really have a, a caffeine um, fix or anything like the majority of everybody else. And so we just started exploring, doing research, and we found out, you know, coffee is the number two commodity in the world behind okay. oil. So we decided to explore this. Um, we just kind of treated it like an experiment, divvied up tasks, and let's go. Create a website, launched it, and let's, let's roll with it. So, I mean, you did say that Laurent kind of brought that aspect of kind of pooling your money and money management. I saw that your, your um, label says, I mean, on the website, it talks about coffee, coffee, culture, and financial freedom. Yes. So, those are like your three main tenets, I take it, right? Yes. No, you got to, got to, it's what's entrepreneurship, financial freedom, community empowerment. Those are our main tenets. Okay. Entrepreneurship, financial So, I must have been looking at the wrong website. Was I looking at the Black no, Coffee you were Company? No, oh, okay, okay. You were reading the mission. You were reading the mission. Okay. The mission. It, you know, it's coffee gotcha. culture. That's part of it. But, mm-hmm. uh, and just to back you up a bit, uh, we were attending a graduation, uh, at Laurent's graduation, yeah. uh, and he was originally a member of our investment club. I was going to ask a little bit we, about that. It was that. a seven-man investment club. Yeah, okay. Uh, it dwindled down to four for a bit. Finished at five strong, and that's where we remain. And that's the five men who started the, uh, the Black Coffee Company as well. Okay. And all of y'all, I mean, I know for the people out there, I mean, I went to college with all of these guys. Shout out, Xavier University, homecoming weekend once yeah, again. Yeah. Um, I went to college with all of these guys, and 
I mean, we were really fast friends, close friends in college. Backpack click. Shout out for those who know, know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, BPC. You know, you know. BPC. (laughs) Yeah, if you know a little bit about it, you know know a little bit. Um, But I mean, like, that was just kind of interesting to me how it kind of settled upon that, um, that, that kind that, that mix of you guys. So, um, is it kind of like an equally distributed thing? Like, all five of y'all are kind of five equal partners? Five bosses. Five bosses. All five equally share. Okay. Um, in words, in terms of workload and responsibility, because I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't want to get too in depth, but I mean, I've went to your website and I've looked at different things and I saw y'all do some cool stuff like blog posts as well. I mean, it doesn't look like everyone does blog posts. So is it kind of like some people are responsible for that type of thing? Other people are responsible for other aspects of the business where it's kind of like your hands are more in one thing than the other? Help me out. Help me understand this. So there's no sort of organization structure. No org chart. No org chart. If there is an org chart, it will be a circle. Oh, it's circular. Okay. Circular. We kind of just rotate and kind of... Go through the different job titles. As you said, I mean, starting a business, um, it's it's a challenge, right? You got to wear multiple hats. Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty of us, that we're five, we're distributed, that we're able to kind of share the workload. And that was one of the things that we realized with the investment club. Because initially, you know, we didn't know much about the market. So we divvied up the tasks mm-hmm. in terms of looking up, researching different um, investment sectors. And that's the same way we kind of treat black I take it. I take it Jamin is the one who... Um, Who's looked up the history of coffee? Yes, because he seems to be yes, very well versed in the history yes. of coffee. Gotcha. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I mean, it's strength in numbers. There's no one person that's like in charge of a particular thing. We kind of all shared the workload overall. Okay. Uh, what do you guys um, like? Okay, so when you said it started with seven and it went down to five, now I'm, I'm going to ask a touchy question. If we don't want to touch this, we don't have to touch this. But when it when two people fall off, are they falling off because of financial concerns? Because they don't want to necessarily put in the same amount that you guys want to put in or is it because they want to because a lot of times when you're in a business and I talk to a lot of small businesses that I deal with on a on a on a weekly basis and they talk about how you know it's hard to run a business with a lot of different cap chiefs you know what I mean mm-hmm. and not enough Indians where everyone's kind of the boss everybody wants to pull in different directions as far as what they think the company should be about um, I like the name. Like I said, I've, I've seen other companies called the Black Coffee Company, mm-hmm. but like you guys, are, I, I've seen, I haven't seen any other logos and gear and other people selling Black Coffee Company. So I think you guys like are doing some cool stuff. My question is, is everybody kind of like, how hard is that with everybody kind of five different opinions of how the company should run? That was a long question. I know bro. it was. There's a lot of and, pieces. I like to talk. And I think, you know, <laughs> Shut how up. Much, first I got to ask you a question. I'm listening. How much time do we have? Um, 24 hours. Everybody got the same 24 hours. So, bro, we, I think, you know, I think this whole conversation started off base. Mm-hmm. I think we need to take this back to how it started. Gotcha. We need to talk about the backpack clip. I'm listening. My nigga, how come we ain't bonded in business partners today? How come the Best Friend Weekend and Black Coffee ain't in business today, right now, my nigga? You were an original founder of the backpack clip. Okay. Bro. Facts, right? Lenard. He calling me Lenard, right? Facts. <laughs> I'm listening. Facts, right? Facts, big shit. <clears throat> but here we are, almost 20 years later. Damn, we started we go to college. 2000. 20 years there. later. Yeah. You successful, we successful, but everybody doing their shit separate. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful we get opportunity like homecoming, named conveniently, right? Mm-hmm. To come together and make some shit happen, bro. Yeah. So why is it that we ain't been doing this longer? And I didn't start it before now. Well, okay, so the thing is, I don't know necessarily the premise of, like, I, I can only speak for myself. I didn't know Black Coffee mm-hmm. Company existed until I saw 
like people posting, hey, look, there's a black coffee company. So it wasn't like I was involved with the thing. It's interesting. It's an interesting kind of how we all kind of um, overlap in our friendships in that Leonard's talking about his brother, Leron, which is my frat brother, somebody that I know for a long time. And Brandon Cole is another one of my frat brothers. And I still rocked with a lot of y'all in college. It's just angles of, you know, honestly, when we grow up, we all kind of grow. We're in different places, technology, social media, things weren't that what weren't what they are now when we graduated college. In 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, when we were finished school, I didn't think there was a network to keep us together as tight-knit as it's available to do now. I kept in contact a lot more with, like, Dre and Q because they lived closer and they and they do different things like that. But, you know, um, with a lot of things, man, relationships are, are like a, a, a two-way street. So, I mean, I, if, if, if we felt like there was some kind of company or business model that we were all going to be, like, pushing towards the same direction, you know, I'm with the shits. But... A huge part of it is when there's so many different people trying to have a vision, it's the question that I'm asking. Would I want to be a sixth person trying to pull a company in a direction that the other five may not want to go? It's a lot easier. And I can speak to like, shout out, this podcast brought to you by Edo, Hand Car Wash and Edo Cajun Cosina. When it's one or two people running a company, it's a lot easier to have one vision. It becomes, it, it gets in the way of friendships. It gets in the way of different things. I've seen it happen a million times with businesses. Now, I, and, and I know that in an idealistic world, that's not going to happen to you guys. And I hope, I wish you guys the best. But those are realistic concerns that I think, you know, yeah, happen I mean, in business. I'm going to let them take it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make this response. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to flip that on his head. I'm listening. For one, it's not a sixth vision. Mm-hmm. It's one vision, right? It's one direction. We all going towards the same place. At the end of the day, right? We all going the same place. Tell me where we going, brother. We going in the dirt. Where we came from, whence we came. Okay. We all going there. You ain't going nowhere different. Neither is you, neither is you. Right? So that's the same direction. Okay. We always have, from day one, been on the same boat. We may be looking in different directions, but we on the same boat going the same way. Right? Mm-hmm. So you say it's easier for one man with one vision to do his thing. True. Mm-hmm. Then you got one man there, one vision. You got one man there, one vision. You got one man, one man. Then you got 13 different visions. Okay. So everybody looking in a different direction and niggas ain't going nowhere. Got you. And that's what we've had from day one. That's what we've always had. We, because we bonded because we were like, we fought in the laundry room because we were like-minded, brothers. <laughs> so that's how you know it was something there. We didn't take advantage of it. And that's all you said. Relationships are two-way streets, so it falls on everybody not to, you know, to understand that. Blessed we were to keep our, some of the networks and some aren't as tight. Well, I'm just saying, I made the point to say, we get too distracted on that. My vision, his vision, her mm-hmm. vision, shit. That's I think that's the ego. Okay. Because we all go in the same direction. What, what tactic would take? What strategy? We could try it. I, this, this is kind of all I want to say about that. Now, I definitely want Gino to chime in, and I definitely want Larry to chime in because I know y'all have some things. You bro, you talked at all? When I'm talking, when I'm talking a little bit about vision and I'm talking about direction, what I mean by that is this: everybody has their own strengths. Everybody has their own kind of thing, lanes that they want to run in. And my thought is just that. If let's say, and we're going to throw out that example of, of like the best friend weekend podcast and, um, and the black coffee company, if we're both doing our thing, there's no problem with us both doing our thing and then kind of connecting and saying, Hey, let's cross promote. Let's do different things together. I think we're at that phase now, but I'm happy to allow you guys to kind of bring your, bring your product along, me bring my thing along. And then let's say, Hey, look, let's coexist and see where those lanes kind of coexist at. And I think that that's a better place. Because I'm, I can't, I'm not going to keep reiterating that point, but I've seen it a lot of times where it's like 
friendships and different things happen. Friends and business. This isn't people don't say that because it's not true. People say it because it's a real thing. Friends and business sometimes become strange bedfellows where people get in like like let's say this business blows up and black coffee company is worth a hundred million dollars. The original two guys who aren't still in it might be like, damn, well, I'm not involved. I was day one. I mean, there's, and I'm not saying, you know, things like that can happen. And that's kind of more along the lines of what I was referring to. Yeah. Go ahead. Tom. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that um, when you when you were saying that there was five individuals, mm-hmm. um, it, it comes down to the trust. Um, because when we first got started, like Jamie said, it was seven of us, actually eight of us. And uh, we brought the idea to the table. And immediately, you know, a few of them was like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Um, not even hearing the concept or, or digesting the idea of maybe we can do this together. It was just like an immediate, nah, I'm out. Mm. Um, so then when we end up with five, um, we sat down, uh, all five of us together, and was like, okay, this is what we want to do. How would we best be successful if we are five individuals? And it came down to, you know, if we have an idea, if someone has an idea that they, they're for or they're against it, we have to trust each other enough to say yes and actually respect each other to say, I respect your opinion. Um, I don't think this is the right way or this is the wrong way. And we just go from there. So any decision we made for our company, um, it's definitely uh, built off of trust and respect uh, from one another. So that's how we have been able to continue this model, okay. even though historically it's we shouldn't be, if that's the case. So I would like to just add to that what Gino just said is, it's trust. And it wasn't there day one. It mm-hmm. wasn't. Just 100, even some of the internal stuff within the five founder members. You know, we've gone through some conflict internally with the five of us. Um, and so in terms of, I know it's not normal to have five CEOs, mm-hmm. as an example. It's hard, right? But what we realized and us actually just putting our money together, that's a big first step, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big trust factor, right? You dropped with fifty dollars this month. Why are you late, man? I got my fifty dollars in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, because we kept doing that every month, we slowly start to trust each other a lot more. Yeah. And then as we came up with this idea of black coffee, it's coffee beans. I mean, it's it's just coffee, right? But it's a brand, and there's a shared vision. It's not about us individually. It's about that vision. Okay. So we're all working for that vision. And it's bigger than us. We see it bigger than us. We're trying to move with the culture. Mm -hmm. So at times, I know we individually want things out of it. And we have arguments and we always step back. It'd be like some little things. We could air out some of our dirty laundry. Simple things. Oh, we shouldn't post that particular thing. Mm -hmm. As an example, Chris' birthday. Some of the things that he had on his post with the black coffee thing. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't Mm -hmm. like it. Right? (laughs) So I brought it up. And of course, it caused contention, right? But if we're going to grow, we can't let this little thing stop us. We're going to have to deal with conflict. We're five different individuals. We have five different ways of thinking of, of where we think it could go. So let's deal with this conflict. Don't you know, push it to the side like, oh, no, I don't really like it. I ain't, ain't going to say nothing. Let's just deal with it. Yeah. Let's come up with a compromise way of how we're going to deal with conflict resolution. So that's the thing that we've learned a lot just working together. It's not it's not easy. This shit is really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in five different states. We got to do the video chat. You know, technology has blessed us with the capability to kind of work together on this particular thing. But yeah, it's not easy. I think it is probably a little bit maybe easier. You can move faster and achieve things a lot faster and quicker if it's just one or two people. 
So we deliberately took a slower route to make sure let's just get it right. Let's just try to do it. If we don't, if we fail, so what? But we're going to try to document this journey so that the next man or the next group could potentially learn from this. It's not, like you said, this is way bigger than us. For me, it's, you know, we're an example to the community. You know what I'm saying? I understand a lot of businesses fail. That's because you got two people who just trying to make some money together. This ain't, that ain't what this is. There's a lot of other ways we could have got money together. There's a lot of other directions we could have been in. We in business because we brothers. You know what I'm saying? And so that perspective kind of changes a lot of the business act, you know, the way the business runs. We're not voting on stuff, you know what I'm saying, just because we have personal feelings about it. If Leonard brings something to the group and he's passionate about it, I didn't, honestly, I wasn't really with the call. You know what I'm saying? That was something that I had to trust my brothers on. Mm-hmm. They say, yo, this is the direction that we want to go in. Just think about how limited my mind was back then and where we are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're doing interviews. We we rocking merch. Like, the company's going in a direction. I never even would have foresaw. But I had to trust them and their vision. Got behind that. And now, I mean, we moving in so many different directions. We're getting partnerships with so many different individuals. Our hands are just in a lot of different places. And, you know, it's, it's five different personalities. Well, six different personalities but at the end of the day i think our brotherhood is more about still sharpening steel mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if, if somebody's not as strong on something somebody else can step up to the plate you know what i'm saying and i feel like that's just that's one of the best strengths that we have as a company yeah yeah like it's, it's a risk it's a risk and like we said like we're just continuing to learn like i mean you're an educator and like we're just constantly just trying to improve ourselves. Like, for example, the Gino, you know, like I had a strong, you know, background or this understanding of this investment. So what did we do? We had Gino take care of the investment account. So he's just, we just threw him in the water mm. to learn. So now this man knows how to do all the trading. Like, yeah. he didn't know nothing. Nothing. And then just like the feedback we got today, we gave our presentation. They was like, dude, you guys did good, but you two need to work on your ums. Mm-hmm. You need to get them pregnant pause. So I'm like, okay, that's something that's yeah. an action item. If we want to take this brand, if we want to grow as professionals and just move the people or move the culture, then we gotta get better. And like Chris says, still sharp and still. That's so what it's about. A term that I'm hearing a lot is vision and the people and the culture. And there's definitely a tenor in the black coffee company's business model, I'm assuming, to black, blackness, the idea of the culture, we, us. The African American community. How how do you think that plays long term? Let me put it in this way: Black people don't always support each other the way that they should. Do you feel like you're closing off a demographic that you that could be helpful? Someone that could potentially say, "Hey, I want to be part of Black Coffee," but they don't feel like there's a way, an entry point into your organization into messing with y'all. Because y'all are focusing on blackness, which I don't have a problem with. I'm black. I'm cool with it. But there you I go. think you got to reorient that frame. I'm listening. Brother. You got to look at it a little different through a lens. You said it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a tenor, the culture, mm-hmm. the people, right? The culture and the people have always dictated what's hot, what's trendy, what direction people move in, where we put our money. Mm-hmm. America and consumerism is how we you know, operate. And our dominant export is our culture, truly, right? The rest of the world is buying in. They want a piece of America. That's why we have, you know, immigrate, all that, right? Hip-hop. 
is a dominant music art form, right? Period. Mm-hmm. So much so that it's not we, black folk, don't control it, right? We may we may make the we may create the product, but we aren't in control of it. We aren't the number one benefactors from the, uh, the monetization of it, right? But it remains the dominant art form because mm-hmm. our stuff, the uniqueness rooted in black people, is special. Now, I say that, but I want you to understand we are not exclusive. We're inclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part. That's one of the benefits of our culture. If you look at hip-hop, everyone celebrates it. When you go to Tokyo, right? They got hip-hop. Or the hottest rappers get the biggest bags when they go to Japan because that's where they got the biggest fans, right? Because our music, our culture sells worldwide. Mm-hmm. So we're not excluding anybody. We're inclusive by focusing and shifting our lens to our culture, but we allow everyone to participate by selling our products, selling our merchandise, and pushing our you know, vision. But I mean, 2018 America, you don't find that that, that somebody could say, well, shit, all coffee matters. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying that, but, but I'm, I'm, really I'm like you. Okay, so you, where you guys work at? Do y'all mo- primarily work with black people? No. No. In fact, how, you, how does that like? You do your research on black coffee. If you mm-hmm. if you go deeper, you will mm-hmm. see that we 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 source our beans from a wonderful Caucasian couple based in Ohio. Yeah, and and, and that's that that's dope. I guess my point is just you can work with liberal minded white people. You can work with conservative white people. You can work with white people who are like vote for Beto change. You can vote for work with white people who are like make America great again. My thing is, do you ever kind of look at it like when you're with your black coffee mug, with your black coffee shirt, with your black this and your black that? Do y'all never think about that as at your day to day job that someone can look at that as being like, oh, they he's one of them? I'm just saying. And this is this is me asking y'all how you feel about it. One hundred percent. I wasn't a big fan of the name <laughs> okay, because right. I, I, I'm talk about because you know, I'm, I'm pretty. You know, I work for the, you know the. I'm, work with a lot of white people. We'll, we'll edit out who you work for. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we'll, edit we'll edit that out for you lose your security clearances. <laughs> weekend. Um, but I thought it was too strong. I mean, like, I'm, this is my personality. I'm kind of conservative. I'm kind of shy. And I didn't want to alienate anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I, at the time, I was living in Ohio. I mean, it wasn't like I was around this dominant black culture, right? I was like, well, I'm going to just alienate everybody. Nobody's gonna really want to mess with us, right? But at the same time, it's coffee, right? <laughs> coffee gets a seat at every single table, mm-hmm. no matter. So as we've done the research of coffee, I mean, I say coffee is just coffee, right? Coffee. 99% of coffee is market. I'm just being 100. As a coffee seller, it is marketing. The average person cannot tell you where this is from. We have the novel, I mean the, the enthusiasts and people that's specialty coffee. But the 99% of people that consume coffee don't care. Right? They just want some good coffee. It's marketing, right? It's yeah. Starbucks. Right? So we decided to take this number two commodity. Let's just see what it takes us, right? We're on, we're on a journey now. It has opened up so many doors that we never would have imagined. Just even doing something, not not trivial, but something, you know, coffee and chat thing at homecoming. It would have never even crossed my mind to even participate as an alumni. To have some um, 
mentorship or guidance that I could provide mm-hmm. to the youth. I would never even thought of that. I was like, it's too early. I'm not going there. Yeah. But with the coffee, it was like, hey, man, we can have a presence. We could change this. Mm. We could do something about this. So that's why at the time, it, yeah, it wasn't we had this grand vision of coffee. It's going to take us place. It just kind of, over time, we just learned, like, oh, this is opening up doors. Mm. This, is, this could take us a lot more places than if we was just by ourselves. I don't know if it's just having a business. I don't know if any business to do that. Um, but oh, for coffee, that. from our experience, it has opened up so many more doors. And it has, like, created conversations that I never would have had amongst even my brothers here. Um, I like to use this term financially intimate. We have become very open amongst the five of us. We disclose our, our debt, what we're going through in our day-to-day life, what kind of decisions we're trying to make. Should I invest in this 401k type of stock? Should I get this type of life insurance thing? That is what black coffee is to us. It's about changing the discussion, having a narrative. Coffee gets to see that every single table. So that's why we wanted, this is why we were doing this. That That's ding, 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 ding. I think that's the, the, the answer that the, the question that I asked originally about the black coffee company. What is this? What is it about? I think you just hit the nail on the head and gave me an understanding of why and how all of these pieces come together. Like, cause it felt a lot like, look, we're going to kind of do a little bit of this, a foray into this, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But it kind of was like, how does that deal with coffee? And you just made it make sense to me. That's kind of, that's, that's the sign of a great teacher when you can talk about some stuff. And then people can understand it. You, you kind of hit the nail on the head. But it, right it didn't happen just instantly. Mm-hmm. It took some time, right? And we didn't realize what we was doing. We didn't even realize we was building trust. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of going through the motions. And then we start to discover some of the things of like, why didn't we do this before? Mm-hmm. Like, man, boy, we was back together in 2000. Mm-hmm. Or even back in 99, right? When we was all out here. Well, I wouldn't, been, I, I wouldn't have been done coffee with y'all. I would no, try to do beer. But, but, okay, but it's fun. Whatever, right? Whatever, whatever the passion <laughs> is, right? a microbrewery but, in the but, dorm. But, but, <laughs> whatever yeah. the passion was, right? Yeah. We would have been behind it, though. Absolutely. If we knew how powerful it was to just, like, not just to pack some people But up. you got to think about, there's one aspect that you can't understate, which is y'all relationships. Yeah. You have to have the strong personal relationships where you feel that that trust is there. And that's, these are really your fucking, these are your rounds. You know what I mean? There's something to be said for that. There has right. to be the strength of the relationship to begin with. Right. The, the trust is just like anything. It has to be built. Yeah. It doesn't. Like a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't trust your girlfriend the first day? Yeah, you don't. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, t- it takes yeah. you a while. Right. Right. Uh, you just go order that large meal? Super soft. But I would like to, I mean, I think. Chris, he talks about this example a lot about, you know, your dad when you first approached him about the investment club and his thoughts and his reaction to it. I mean, can you share that? Yeah. I think it's important. So I went to my pops, you know, I tried at him about, you know, the possibility of doing a black coffee. Because you said, I mean, like you said, there is a, a big risk when you start a business with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I approached my dad about it, he was like, Oh, you, you sure you trust them with your money like that? <laughs> yeah. All right. But I mean, a, a little bit about my dad. I mean, he worked for the bank for years. You know what I'm saying? And one day they just said, you know what? That's it. <laughs> saying, gave him a toaster and he was yeah. out of there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, he trusted them. You know what I'm saying? He's my brothers. We didn't travel around the world together. You know, we didn't have some, we didn't say some evil stuff to one another. You know what I'm saying? We didn't stop talking for years at a time. You know what I'm saying? So we battle tested. 
You know what I'm saying? I know what to say to make Jaden mad. And I know what to say to get him fired up and ready, you know what I'm saying, for whatever. You know what I'm saying? We've been in situations where we got to fight. We, we, there's a trust there you don't get with just a traditional business partner. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want for the community. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's sometimes I got to, you know what I'm saying, dig deep. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I got to step out of my comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? We don't, everybody ain't good at public speaking. Mm-hmm. But we was all up there today, you know what I'm saying, making that happen. You know, we all growing together. That's the beauty of the business. As the company grows, we're growing together as men. You know what I'm saying? People who aren't good at something, we're going to keep pushing you. You know what I'm saying? But we're not, we're not focused on every one person in the group, everybody being good at everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The strength is, if you good at that, I'm going to be good at something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to build you up to where I, you can get to where I'm at. And then we we all one complete corporation within one another. You know what I'm saying? Black coffee is the vehicle for all kind of other stuff. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what the future holds. Coffee is just, you know what I'm saying? That was just the experiment. That was the seed. You know what I'm saying? It's grown into all of this. The bean. The bean. The, bean. <laughs> the simple bean. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys are saying a lot. And I mean, and I think that this that's a lot of things that listeners can can take take away from this. Is that when you want to do things, then you might not, you you shouldn't automatically think friends and business is automatically going to end up being a negative thing. And, and I mean, and if, and if these are other things you have people kind of walking away from this with, then that's a, a really good thing. Thank you. I mean, now, I don't, I don't want to cycle back to be, I mean, you know, I'm, I, you know, sometimes this for the, for the podcast listeners, let me go back and let me cycle back just a bit. And I think that that might have a little bit to do with the question that you asked originally about why haven't we all been getting it? Like we started a group of nine when we were freshmen in college. Um, shout out! This podcast is brought to you by this podcast brought to you by Dominique Raw Dog King. This podcast this this podcast brought to you by Jasper. Whatever whatever he do, wherever he at. This podcast brought to you by Dre Hype. One time, see you at the next BFW weekend. Weekend. This podcast brought to you by all of y'all guys doing y'all thing with the Black Company. Company. This podcast brought to you by my fucking dog. My guy, Big Q, shout out Q, one time. Yeah. So, like, we all kind of do it different things. But, Jamin, I'm just going to say it this way. Come on, man. Y'all bring have it. that relationship. No, no, let's go. Look, brother, everybody give me my turn, bro. Everybody don't have turn, those relationships. I'm reclaiming my listen, time, listen, brother. It's my listen, time. Look, my nigga, there was a reason the nine of us came together. Why? Why did that happen? You from New Iberia, Louisiana. I'm from Inglewood, California. Why would I ever fuck with you? There is something that brought us together, and it wasn't our decision. I thought it was just... It's the... Brother, it's my soul. Was, it's your soul, brother. I thought it was, thought it was the fact you that Dre was cool. And no. no. And then, look, I always look at Dre as kind of like this glue that kind of no, brought okay. niggas together. Let me try to And then when that, that no, kind of no, dissipated, no, on, it made it a little bit more We get distracted from my point, brother. Right, I'm there is, it brought, we came together because instinctively, that's what we do as a community. Yeah. We are people been asking about tribe. you all weekend. We they are ask me tribe. about you when they see me. Yeah. We are a tribe, yeah. brother. You got this is it, it's in our DNA to bond, but we fight it mm-hmm. with our insecurity. We fight it with our ego, right? Just like you said, we didn't fought. We went rounds. You want to talk about me rounds? But I did tell you ten people who would tell me these two niggas right here would never do anything together. Mm. I can give you names. Mm. They said no, nah, not gonna happen. Frat brothers name them. You want blood brothers name them. Ex girlfriends name them. Right? We are that it go because 
that trust, that insecurity, that ego in us tells us, no, don't, it's going to get hurt. You don't, you can't do it. Don't just do it on your own. That's not how we were bred. It's not how, it's not in our DNA. That's how we were divided. That's how we were conquered. That's how we were separated. And that's how we continue to lose. And, and I don't listen. This is this is not, I'm not going to allow this to become a contentious conversation about having about having views on this. I, I know, and, and, I, I'm, and I'm usually here for this. And I, a lot of times I say I got time. For I've been waiting today. for this I just smoke. Don't have time. I've been waiting for this smoke. <laughs> oh, man episode. Hey, last week, last week I made thirty six. Man, shout out. Oh, when we came, congrats, to, congrats, when we came congrats, together, congrats, when we bro. came together, yep, I was eighteen. Yep, I'm just saying, man. I've lived up. a whole nother That's life right. since then. Exactly. My point is, we grow as men, yes. and sometimes we realize that we put friends in certain compartments because it's cool to hang with this cat and do this for this. But sometimes it's like personalities do clash, and it's cool to be like, I know how to fuck with this person, and I'm only gonna fuck with them in this in this sphere because that make, that's what's that's what's comfortable. I like like you don't always have to be cool with everybody for like huge periods of life. Like I say this to people all the time, I got enough friends, and I don't mean that in like a dickish way. I look at y'all as friends, but I have enough friends to where I don't need to go like, man, look, if I want to go on a vacation, I, I don't need to be like, hey, look, Gino. I need a nigga to go with me on vacation. You know what I mean? Like, I got a friend to go on vacation. But listen, but I want th- I want us to walk away from this table, this physical table, not even this. And, and you were saying like a like a metaphor, like a like a, a, a just kind of a table in 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 name. I'm talking about this physical table. I want us to walk away from this table, actually having a relationship. I'm taking the black coffee company and gonna try to hook that up with Edo Hand Car Wash that we do stuff with and Edo's Cajun Cocina. I'm going to push the, the Black Coffee Company brand on the Best Friend Weekend brand. Like, that's where these relationships start. You're asking for it. We're clamoring for it. It's starting today. We spoke into existence, brother. We but who here who up about coming get on the podcast? Nigga, who bought your... Nigga, we've been, so we been, we been blasting the Best Friends Weekend from day one. Because we've been asking for this smoke. Blasting all night. Let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. You right. You posted one time and said, "Look, oh, shout out to all the podcasts." Ah, come on. And but guess look, what? Look. Guess whose podcast didn't get named? Wait. This podcast brought to you no, by the best show that. weekend pull that podcast. Up. Pull up, pull up, this, pull up, pull up, pull up the transcript. Yeah. 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 Somebody yeah. screenshot it and send it to me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I was sleep. Fact check. Hold on. I heard it when I was sleep. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. No, you said something. Now I'm double back on. You said you're 36. Happy belated birthday. Appreciate you. 36. 82. Baby in the building. Right. Um. We matured. Right? Mm-hmm. I was immature. I didn't know what we were doing. I, we all were going driven by instinct, and you know, we we didn't know what we had. Right? You look back on it, some of the best times in our lives. Right? So we were blessed. So let's remember that. Let's take that lesson. Let's pass that to the next generation. Fair enough. Take really, really take stock of what you have and those relationships, and really leverage them in ways that you could. We could have built this empire ten years ago and mm-hmm. been chill, big chilling right now. So, Dre and um, Big Q are going to laugh when they hear me say this. Jamin, I've already come to this realization years ago that the reason me and you didn't get along is because we're the same type of nigga. Like, we both want to be the leader. And I think, but stop, that's who you are as the coach. Like, your friends at the, at the Black Coffee Company will probably attest to that, that you have one of those personalities where you want to call the shots, and I want to call the shots too. And we're kind of the same nigga in that way. We both like the Saints. Who that, my nigga? Yeah. We, 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 we
<laughs> like, like, let's just let's just be honest, man. Look, that's water under the bridge, and we on to the next shit, man. Look, so um, one, I was, I had one other question for y'all. Let me see. I think I had one other thing. Maybe we already got to it. Just basically about voting. I noticed that voting was real big with y'all, and um, just kind of, I, I saw y'all making a good push for people to get out there. How'd y'all feel about the midterm elections? And quote unquote, just kind of, did y'all feel like y'all made some kind of a wave there? Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, he, our ancestors, and I know this is a kind of common sounds. Like you can't cliche. keep talking about the Mauritius and the cliche, but it's facts, bro. They they try to take your history from you because that's mm-hmm. how they take your power. So mm-hmm. let's remember and honor those ancestors who died and were beaten and driven into the mud for our rights to vote. Gotcha. So anytime that we empower or encourage somebody else to engage in the civic freedoms that is that's a win for me any day of the week we had people talking about we need to get a bus reaching out to us so we didn't get that bus but we're gonna make plans the next time around gotcha um did we make a uh, so yes we did make a, a wave you know so when y'all start doing um because since the black coffee company's got everything like like it's all encompassing with a lot of things when we when y'all make y'all foray into podcasting i'm definitely gonna be on board with that so I don't know if we want to do a monthly thing or if we want to do some. We'll talk about the logistics of it, but it's, this is nothing it's for me to do. Works. I write content on podcasts all the time. We can make some stuff happen yep. and push it on the brand. So yeah, because I have ideas as well. Yeah, so. we can sit down and chop it up about that. I'll let you do the research since I'm an expert on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta call man. the shots, right? Hey man, get y'all. Yeah, man, I gotta call the shots, right? Hey yeah. man, y'all tell, tell the people what to go to. Tell them y'all Instagram hashtag all the rest of this shit. Let them know. True seventy three. Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everything. <laughs> I'll have it. This is Jamin. You can find me on Instagram at Fearless Innovator. Um, Facebook, Jamin Butler. So I thought when you already said throw the hashtag out there, I thought it was black the coffee. coffee. You know what I'm so saying? you can okay. get the coffee That's at the dot com. Our social media hashtag is BLK Coffee Co. Instagram, Instagram Facebook, Twitter, Facebook. Twitter. Find us there. Support everything. So we have a, a saying. We're not profit-driven. We're people-driven. We're just trying to help each other. So please support. Your support means a lot to the community. And we're just building partnerships. BLK, Coffee Co., Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You'll find us there. It's not just coffee. You know, we have blogs. We have merch. Uh, if you want a partnership, anything that you think that we can help you, please, please reach out to us. No matter how big or how small, uh, you have questions, we're here to answer them. Um, please reach out to us. We would, we would be remiss if we did not shout out our partners to a couple of them. I want to definitely Monica Gibbs. You can find her on Instagram at Moni Artist, at M-O-N-I underscore artist, A-R-T-I-S-T. A wonderful graphic designer, blogger, creative. She's uh, she's out here killing it. Check her out. Also, we got to shout out Romance on the Go, Tavika Hinton, uh, based out of Florida, Romance yeah. Concierge. Yeah, man. B. Cole couldn't make it. Just definitely just want to shout him out again. B. Cole, you know, he's one of the founding fathers. Um, sorry mm-hmm. we had to do this without you. you know? he's, but he's taking care of his fatherhood duties and yep. responsibilities. So that salute to him. Yep. That's why he couldn't be here. Well, there it is, man. Look, we appreciate y'all coming on the, um, on the BFW podcast. It's not the first time, but not the last time, right? Like, Linus, the first time, not first time, long time? Yeah, first time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, we'll catch y'all guys around the way, man. Peace.